0: back for our second consecutive week of predictions. We have week 13 ahead. Obviously, week 12 had plenty of Interesting headlines where we had a game on Wednesday. Very, very interesting. And we have the San Francisco 49ers playing in Arizona for the next two weeks, which is bizarre unto itself. But let's get right into it. And we're going to start with um, the morning game, starting with the 9-2 and Saints heading down to Atlanta, Georgia, taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Now, Atlanta Falcons had one hell of a game where they beat the Raiders 43-6 to last uh, weekend at home. But that would not be the case with the 9-2 Saints. I mean, obviously, the Saints, they haven't looked... I, I mean, anything I impressive because they have Taysom Hill at quarterback right now, but I mean, it's, it's the Falcons right now. They, they don't really have a direction of where they're going, and I, I just like the Saints defense overall. They're a really good rushing defense, especially with a team that doesn't rely on the run, but sort of needs to run to have any sort of success in a game. So I'm going to take the Saints in sort of a blowout on the road. Moving on, we have the four and seven Lions, who obviously this week fired Matt Patricia and their GM, uh, Dan Quinn, but... You know, they're playing a 5-6 and six Bears team on the road. And, well, I, I think I talked about the Bears a few weeks ago when they were sitting at 5-1, and one, and, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, the Bears are definitely playoff contenders, and now they look at themselves and they look like clowns because this team is now sitting at 5-6. and six probably not going to make the playoffs, and purely because they weren't a good team to start in the first place. Now, does that mean I'm going to take the Lions in this game? No way. I mean, the Lions have even more issues onto itself. Matthew Stafford, while he's playing at a good level, has no sort of weapon, Uh, has no sort of weapons, and we don't even know if DeAndre Swift will be back for a second consecutive week. They have Adrian Peterson, who is very old. He's obviously a great running back in his career, but right now, he's aging. He doesn't have a lot of, you know, he's, he's Not as sharp as he was when he was back with Minnesota. So I'm going to take the Bears in this one in a very, very sloppy game at home. Moving on, we probably have one of the more interesting matchups, probably a very big matchup in the um, in the AFC as the eight and three Browns are heading down to Nashville to take on the eight and three Tennessee Titans. Now, the Browns, uh, this is another team that you look at, and like, we looked at the Bears a few weeks ago, is is this truly an 8-3 and three football team? I mean, the Browns, they've had, a, they've had quite a cakewalk of a schedule, and they're not the only team in the AFC North that has had a cakewalk, and that's another team we'll talk about later. But you look at this team, and they're sitting at 8-3. and three. They have one of the worst passing offenses. I think they rank almost dead last in the passing offense, and it's truly that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are carrying this offense. Now, you're going into Tennessee... You're playing a solid rushing defense, and Jeffrey Simmons, who leads the pack there, and then you play an offense that revolves around Derrick Henry, and that's okay that it revolves around Derrick Henry, because the thing about it is Tannehill, when he needs to make throws, he can make throws. When Baker Mayfield needs to make throws, it usually ends up in an interception, and so I'm going to take the Titans in this one purely off the fact because I think the Titans are going to literally force in the second half Baker Mayfield to throw the ball because they're not going to have, I mean, you know, obviously Nick Chubb will have success here and there, but for the most part, if they want any sort of chance in this game, Baker Mayfield is going to show, have to show some sort of glimpses of a franchise quarterback. And so far this season, he hasn't. So I'm going to take the Titans in this one. I do think it will be a closer game. The Browns defense has been decent this season, and they'll actually make it an interesting one. Moving on, we have the Bengals at Dolphins. Now, the Bengals sitting at 2-8-1. and one. Obviously, they lost Joe Burrow for the season, so they don't really have. I think the Ryan Finley's at quarterback this week. And you're taking on the Dolphins who I believe Ryan Fitzpatrick's are in play. We, you know, the Dolphins quarterback situation has been not a hot mess, but it's been, it's been an interesting one, to say the least. But this is another one of these games where you're going to have to take the Dolphins. The Bengals, I mean, they're 0-5 on the road this year. 0-5-1, I should say. And they're playing a Dolphins team that the defense has come alive in some points of games, and they haven't come alive in some points. And obviously, that has been the decider for how they win games. I think the defense is going to have a hell of a game, especially against a young quarterback and uh, just a young offense in general. Moving on, we have the 1 in 10 Jaguars heading to U.S. Bank Stadium. Now, there's a lot of these 10 a.m. games that are just favored for one team, you know, the highly. Because, I mean, you look at the Vikings, they're sitting at five and six. And the Vikings are another one of these teams that are, you know, possibly a, they're kind of on the edge of the playoffs. They're not in yet, but they they have a shot to still make the playoffs. And th- this is not a big game for them, uh, obviously, who they're playing. But it is a big game to have any sort of chance of making the playoffs. And they're definitely going to pick up a win here against the 1 in 10 Jaguars, who also have not won a single game on the road. Moving on, we have another one of these games and these games keep piling up. This is the sort of you know, this is a week where you know you have a lot of the bad matchups and this is definitely one of them. We have the 6 and 5 Raiders who got destroyed on the road, I think we talked about earlier, to the Atlanta Falcons and they're taking on the 0 and 11 Jets. Now, my guess is the Jets aren't going to win a game for the rest of the season. I, it's, pretty, it's pretty obvious, and I think every football fan knows that the Jets would not win a game for the rest of the season. Um, and does that mean Trevor Lawrence is going to go to their team? There's a good chance Trevor Lawrence will be the next Jets quarterback, but for now... They're going to be more worried about Derek Carr and that Raiders offense, and for them, they're going to have no answers at all. And, I mean, obviously, Josh, Josh Jacobs is not playing in this game, but I, I really do not think it matters. You could have a wee football team out there versus the Jets, and I would bet on the wee football team. Moving on, we have the 7-4 Colts, another team that kind of had an embarrassing loss last week, um, taking on the 4-7 and seven Texans. Now, if Will Fuller was playing, I would actually take the Texans in this one. The Texans are 3-1 in the last four games. Since the firing of Bill O'Brien, they've actually statistically been one of the better teams in the league. So I I, I like the Texans, but Will Fuller just got suspended for six games for performance-enhancing drugs. So I I don't think the Texans are going to have much of a shot. Look, Deshaun Watson needs some sort of weapons. Will Fuller was his last weapon. Now he has an aging Randall Cobb who hasn't really done anything. I mean, he has Brandon Cooks who's been okay. But really, I mean, Will Fuller was their guy. Well, it was actually DeAndre Hopkins, and then they traded him for a bag of chips and a second-round pick this summer. But Will Fuller was their guy this season. So without that, there's not going to be really any success on offense unless Deshaun Watson single-handedly runs for 200 rushing yards and throws for, I don't know, 500 passing yards. But the chances of that are very low. So I'm going to take the Colts in this one. Now moving on to our afternoon games. Let's start with a nice NFC West battle between the Rams and the Cardinals both teams kind of having up and down seasons obviously both team uh, the rams um, in a heartbreaking loss last week at home to the 49ers and the cardinals at a, a bad a bad loss to the patriots just look sloppy on offense and defense um and we have a, we have a great matchup here with DeAndre Hopkins and Jalen Ramsey. Uh, last time, Jalen Ramsey got the better of DeAndre Hopkins, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay the same. Obviously, for my fantasy team, I'd like it to be the opposite. But you know, if we're thinking about this realistically, Jalen Ramsey has been one of the best corners in the league so far, if not the best uh, this year. And I I, I just think that. You know the Rams offense has been on a roll. I mean, sorry, Rams defense has been on a roll. Kyler Murray, he doesn't. He just looks like he's he's looking like he's seeing ghosts sometimes. He's throwing these bad balls, um, and I I think Cliff Kingsbury is getting way too much into a college type of offense for the Cardinals. That they 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 need to kind of take a step back, realize you're in the NFL. A lot of these college concepts aren't going to always, you know, they're not always going to work in a game, and I I just like the Rams. I think Sean McVay McVay is going to call a better game than Kingsbury today, Uh, I mean tomorrow. So, I'm going to take the Rams in a close one, though, on the road. Moving on, we have the Giants at Seahawks. Now, this is not a lot closer game than the line says. They have Seattle by 11. Now, I don't think Daniel Jones is playing, so that would be part of the reason. Now, if the Giants had Daniel Jones, and I'm... I'm being dead serious. If the Giants had Daniel Jones, I, I, I th- this would be a lot closer. Uh, but with Josh McCown at the helm for the Giants um, and DK Metcalf having one hell of a year, um, I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks. Now, a guy to you know kind of keep your eye on in this game, if you actually would watch a Giants and Seahawks game, but is, is James Bradbury, uh, the corner for the Giants. It was a great free agency ac- accusation. Um, uh, by the Giants this offseason It's going to be a very DK versus James Bradbury We'll see who gets the better I have a friend who believes DK Metcalf will only get one reception For 12 yards on the Giants So we'll see if that becomes true But for now I'm going to take the Seahawks And kind of a big blowout right here Moving on we got the Eagles at Packers Now um, it's the Eagles guys I, we, 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 we 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 cannot keep giving them excuses like and th- th- this could be whole for this could be a whole different podcast but we, we cannot keep giving this team or Carson Wentz I should say excuses he's outright awful and, and I've I, and I haven't made it clear enough he he's hard to watch you know there's been so many times I the Monday night game last week I, I mean I could not watch more than three minutes of Carson Wentz though the football. Because it's like a little kid throwing the football. He he doesn't have the right mechanics. He does not know. I, I don't think he understands really coverages at all. Because there, he had an interception that was not even close to his um, his uh, target. So, I mean, I think with all that debrief, I'm going to take the Packers in a blowout at home. Aaron Rodgers has been on another level this second half of the season. The running game, Aaron Jones has been slow, sort of, but I mean, obviously they have Devontae Adams. I'd say one of the best in the league. So, with with those two, with that duo, and Aaron Rodgers and Adams, there, there's no stopping that offense. Moving on. Now, th- this is a this is an interesting game, and it's not because. Of how they play. It's because of Anthony Lynn. Now, this is the we have the five and six Patriots traveling to the new great SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, and taking on the three and eight Chargers. If this game is anywhere close to if, if this game with four minutes left and the Chargers are up by nine points, then I'm I'm taking the Patriots. I the Chargers could be up by 21 points with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I might I might actually take the Patriots because. Anthony, Anthony Lynn has no idea how to coach late games. He has no idea. He's, like, clueless. He, it, and it, it's, it's sad, and I feel for Chargers fans, but he's really clueless. I mean, if you, look, if you literally just look at last week versus Buffalo, the time management was terrible. I mean, you're at the two-yard line with 40 seconds left. You're down by two scores, and you don't spike it. You don't have any timeouts. You have to stop the clock somehow, except you go for a run and don't get it. I, I I don't really know where Anthony Lynn's head is in like the last two minutes of every football game, but it's definitely not in whatever stadium they're playing in. But with that being said, look, the Patriots offensively have looked awful. Cam Newton has not looked the same in any way. And I, I just, I think the Chargers, they, they, they will win this game. They won't blow this one. I just, I, I can't believe in Cam Newton until I see him actually have a good throwing game. Now, moving on to the last game and you know uh, the, the four and seven Broncos who played with a a uh, undrafted receiver last week at quarterback Kendall Hinton, and I talked about that last week. And they're taking out the ten and one Chiefs. Now the the, the Broncos team they've been they they showed some glimpses. The defense has shown up. I mean they obviously missing Von Miller, but this defense has still been very good. Actually they looked pretty good against the Saints. It was just they didn't have any sort of offense, so they they, they you know they, they weren't there wasn't an equilibrium between the two. But, you know, the, the, the Broncos' defenses look good. Is it enough to stop Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill? And I think if you guys don't remember, Tyreek Hill went for 203 receiving yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter of last week's game versus Tampa Bay. So best believe he's probably going to do the same this week versus the Broncos. I'm going to take the Chiefs in a blowout at home. Now, moving on to our doubleheader on Monday, which has now become a common thing because of coronavirus, and some teams don't know how to maintain it. Anyway, moving on to the 2 o'clock game, we have the 4-7 and seven Washington football team taking on the 11-0 Steelers. Now, I'm not buying in the Steelers at all. I'm, I'm not even buying into this team at all. But they are playing the 4-7 and seven Washington football team. And, well, I'd say this is actually a pretty closer game if Washington had a quarterback. And I'm no hate towards Alex Smith. I think he's going to win comeback player of the year. But they don't have a, a good quarterback. And I I think that they're they're really just one quarterback away. I mean, the defense has shown glimpses of truly being great, especially the front seven. Uh, Antonio Gibson, the rookie, he's shown glimpses of being great. So, th- this is a very good team. They have a great head coach. They're just really just one quarterback away. And I mean, they really dominated the Dallas Cowboys last week on Thanksgiving Day, beating them 41 or 43 to 16. I don't expect the same results for the Steelers. So, I'm going to take the Steelers and they're going to move on to 12 and 0. And we're going to see Juju Smith make another TikTok. But then they are probably going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. So, it doesn't matter. Moving on to the last game on Monday night, we got the Bills, the 8 and 3 Buffalo Bills taking on the 5 and 6 49ers. Now, the 49ers, they are actually playing in Arizona because um, California doesn't really know how to maintain the coronavirus right now. But um, I I don't think that they weren't allowed to play in Santa Clara. They weren't allowed to practice. So Arizona was um, they were generous enough to loan them the stadium and practice facilities, I guess, which is interesting for a rival to do. But anyway, besides that, I'm going to take the bills. Um. I like what the 49ers did last week and how they kind of slowed down that Rams offense and they somehow, you know, took apart the, took apart the Rams defense. But I just think that the Bills, I don't think the offense for the 49ers can keep up with the Bills. Sometimes do the Bills are big chunk offense. They are going to take about, they're going to have a 40 yard pass drive in basically every drive. And if you can't keep up with that you're not going to beat the bills. It doesn't matter how well your defense is playing sooner or later, that defense is going to get tired and they're not going to be able to contain Josh Allen. Anyway, so I'm going to take the bills in this one, but I'm going to give it a close one just because I think the 49ers defense will do an okay job in maintaining Josh. Uh, moving on to the last game. We have the Dallas Cowboys sitting at three and eight and the six and five Ravens. Um, well, before I give my prediction, I have a friend here to give his prediction. Now, um, He's not a big. He doesn't watch a lot of football, but I'm gonna have him take his prediction on the three and eight Cowboys traveling to Baltimore to take on the six and five Ravens. Here's Cody. Hey, 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 fellas! How you guys doing? I want to thank Jude for having me on here, and uh, you know, firstly, I just want to establish I'm a I'm a underdog story kind of guy, and uh, you know, the Cowboys haven't been looking so hot this season. Obviously, being three and eight, losing the last game. But um, I want to say that, you know, I want to go with the Cowboys. You know, I have some faith in them. Um, and, you know, I think they could pull through against the Ravens uh, on what, Tuesday? Tuesday. Fuck yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's his prediction. And even as a Cowboys fan, I'm not going to take the Cowboys. I just, the, the Cowboys defense has looked atrocious. I mean, and, and there's, there's parts of it. That- <laughs> there's parts of there's parts of the Cowboys defense that I even question if they're actually even trying. So I'm going to take the six and five Ravens on the road. I don't. It doesn't even matter if Lamar's playing. Our, Trace McSorley could probably be the quarterback, and I take the Ravens anyway, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. I'm your host. I'm your host, Jude, as always. Second.